Did I ever tell you guys why I downloaded Inform 7? No! You told me. This is a good story. (laughs) I told Emily. Oh, you should tell me then. Okay, so um, in 2011, uh, I remembered that Text Adventures existed, and I tried to remember what the program you used to play them with was, and I was trying to remember Frots. But, or Zoom, but what I remembered was Inform, so I I downloaded Inform, and I'm like, I'm going to play The Lurking Horror. And And then you're like, like, this doesn't work at all, (laughs) I need to write my own Cthulhu game now. Yeah. Um, so this is pretty cool. Uh, I'm Ryan Veter, and I've got my friends Jenny Paladna and Emily Bogheim here, and we are recording an episode of the podcast called Clash of the Typins, where we play a computer game of a text adventure via the internet, and it happens with words spoken out loud. <laughs> Did you just say and- internets? With an S on the end. Sure. I've got uh, two or three internets in this room right now. Well, I can't say anything because I don't want Emily to get mad at me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's a huge danger. <laughs> um, I was just going to actually ask you to tell us a little bit about Taco Fiction. Uh, so, um, do you want the long version? Uh, How is long it interesting? Will- how long will it take you to start the game? <laughs> here's here's what happened. I came up with the with words taco fiction a long time ago. Uh, That's I very good, because you can Google those and get a unique result. Yeah, that was not my intent at the time, but I'm lucky that that was true. I was just really enamored of the phrase taco fiction, and I tried a couple of times... Um, on internet forums, I would start a thread called Taco Fiction, and I wrote the beginning of a story, and then people posted additional story parts. And uh, that was a kind of interactive fiction, I suppose. Uh, the stories always appeared to be reaching something interesting and then petered out the way that stories of that form usually do. Um, and then years later, I discovered the... Uh, medium of the interactive fiction text adventure and i realized that i had a perfect title for a game and all that was left was to write the game and that's the easy part mm-hmm. and so this is the game we've got right now oh boy there's an extended introduction i'll begin you shouldn't be sitting in the driver's seat you should be getting out on the passenger side, and there should be someone else sitting at the wheel, key in the ignition, keeping an eye out. And that's probably how this would be going down if you had any friends left. Yes, take a minute to reflect on the choices you've made. Dang. No, don't do that. You need to be prepared mentally. You need to be 100% involved in what you are about to do. You and yourself are all you need to come out of this smelling like a rose. You yourself, and maybe that sweet little slab of steel in your pocket, that two-and-a-half-pound insurance policy, that cold, hard. Guys? <laughs> yeah? Uh, this, this, I'm trying to simulate the fact that this waits for you to press a key oh. by waiting for you guys to say something. I think maybe you need to give that to us as a verbal cue. Yeah, it might. maybe this game should be saying press any key to continue yeah i mean uh, it doesn't it doesn't have to say that on the screen you know when but, we're looking, but there's this is us, a it's a bad place to break out off because a person sure. doesn't really think huh ah, and then forget to say the noun right so anyway do not waste time being poetic about your gun get out of the car okay no Hold on a second. Don't rush into this. (laughs) No. Get moving now before you chicken out. 
Well, no. Sit still and figure <laughs> out when and how you should get out of the car. You have all the time you need. Okay. Emily, well, do you want to drive this one? Oh. Do something. <laughs> and then we get uh, Taco Fiction, <laughs> an interactive heist by Ryan Veter. Release one, serial number 130926. Inform 7 build 6G60 i6 slash version 6.32 library 6 over 12 n good old six and a half six twelfths whatever i love you six twelfths in inside your car technically you don't own this car the bank does and it'll be asserting its ownership pretty aggressively if you don't start coughing up some cash pretty quick Aside from the usual accommodations, the interior of this automobile boasts numerous empty pop cans, a tall and disorganized stack of documents, and a variety of stains, to say nothing of the wonders to be found in the back seat. I want to say another note, actually, that I should have said earlier. Uh, This game won the Interactive Fiction Competition in 2011. People seem to really like it. And I... uh, at the time, during the competition, I was afraid to play the games that people were responding to positively. Like Six, everyone was crazy about Six, and I knew that it was so good that I couldn't bring myself to play it. I was scared. After the competition, I got around to playing some of those games, but I started being afraid to play this game or look at it mm. because everyone liked it so much I was... I got nervous. <laughs> and so I have looked at it briefly. Like I keep on taking the uh, code for pointing things. I just pulling it out of here because I don't want to write it again. But uh, I haven't looked at this in a long time. And so it's possible that one or neither of you remembers it better than I do. <laughs> So maybe you should play it and we'll watch. (laughs) I do remember the critical path because I tested it. I didn't use the uh, built-in testing features of Inform 7. I just memorized the commands to get through the game. So Mm -hmm. I could do that way too easily. Yeah. But all of the hidden non-critical stuff. Why don't you guys stop me from talking and input a command? I want to look at or in the back seat and see what wonders are there. Craning your head, you see a pair of sunglasses and an umbrella. Oh, that's a wonder. Hmm. Yeah. Should we wear the sunglasses to be cool? Okay. I'll wear sunglasses. First, you have to take the pair of sunglasses. You put on the pair of sunglasses. Nice. Examine us, me, me. the player character. (laughs) (laughs) Not so hot lately. Even with the sunglasses. I didn't, I didn't write a, a, I don't know. Well, you know you're down on your luck when your sunglasses can't even (laughs) improve things. Right. But if anyone tries to switch the blade on us, we'll be ready. The blade? You, you can't switch the blade on a guy in shades. It's 80s music. I'm old. You sure are, <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's let's have a look at the new gun. What? Yeah, let's do that. Look at the gun. Oh wait, I, I, I this is how little I remember the game. I don't. I didn't. I thought you didn't know yet that you had a gun. <laughs> I thought you had to inventory first, which would have been a really terrible decision on my part because uh-huh. that's so important. Yeah, that's criti- crucial information. Yeah. Small enough to be carried inconspicuously in your pocket, but big enough to scare anybody it's pointed at, this is a kind of gun with a specific name, a brand name like cars have. It also has a caliber, which is a number that refers to what kind of bullets you can put in it, but you can't remember that either. The important details are easy enough. You point it like this, then you put your index finger in here, and when you squeeze the trigger, it goes boom, assuming the gun is loaded. One other important thing to keep in mind is that the gun is not loaded. That's good. I want to look inside the gun and make sure that it's not loaded. (laughs) 
you find interest you find nothing of interest but i think you can look in the barrel of the gun mm. i'm okay. going to try that that sounds like a bad idea just in general right you find nothing <laughs> of interest what oh <laughs> what is this ah and this game won the if cup ah. well ah. one thing that nobody noticed is that i actually quote unquote implemented tons of parts of the gun okay mm. because although the player character clearly does not know how guns work <laughs> i anticipated that a player might know how guns work and expect to be able to interact with all of its stupid parts mm. so uh, if you examine the barrel it says the barrel is part of the gun it's the long part with a hole in it all right so there's like what the trigger and the hammer and the safety yeah and the fletching and the hilt. Well, some of those are made up. You're just saying <laughs> random are, words. They're real words. Is a they fletching a real thing? <laughs> Maybe. Fletching is when you dress up like Chevy Chase. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything is else we want to look at in this? Uh, I think this is a my my shitty car. If I remember correctly. Yeah, this game. is a it's just a one car that you sit around in and feel sorry about yourself. Yeah. Is it's it a based on game. a real car? Um, I think I think if you get outside and look at it, you can see you'll there'll be a detail about it that's based on a real car, but in inside it's an archetypical lousy car. Let's get out of the car then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, La Pizza parking lot. La Pizza is it? Well, <laughs> is that uh, Italian for pizza? As you exit the car, the humidity slaps you in the face. This parking lot is reserved solely for La Pizza customers, as the sign over there clearly states. La Pizza is across the street west of here, but of course, by this time of night, it's locked up tight. Paco's Tacos, on the other hand, is open late, and it's a hole in the ground with zero security. A low-slung iron chain separates this section of the lot from the one reserved for patrons of Paco's, which is further east. Your piece of junk Ford Focus is parked here. Now, I don't know anything about cars, just like I don't know anything mm -hmm. about guns. So I think I asked on Twitter, uh, tell me what your car is, and I'll put it in this game as long as it's a terrible car. So I'm led to understand <laughs> that a Ford Focus is a bad car. All I know about them is they look like little mice. Mmm, that's good. Okay, let's um, go east, shall uh, okay. we? Okay, east. Paco's Tacos parking lot. The single street light shared by the two parking lots casts most of its light on the La Pizza side. So while you can barely see your own feet, your car back on the west side is cast in a harsh orange glow. Paco's is on the other side of the alley east of here. This side of the lot has its own informative sign. A bleary-eyed guy unfamiliar to you is walking this way from across the alley. Well, he's trying to walk anyway. Let's look at the guy. Judging from his gait and his unfocused gaze, he's not in any state to be out and about at this time of night. Something bad might happen to him. Like, we might hold him up. I remember you can <laughs> hold this guy up. I like the use of passive voice there. Like, oh no, something bad might happen to this guy. Like, he might be robbed by us. <laughs> Should we mug him? Yeah, let's mug him. Uh, uh, let's see if I implemented m mug. Uh, mm. uh, mug guy. I didn't understand that sentence. Okay. Rob? Rob guy, I didn't understand that sentence. Mm. Let's point this the gun at him. This is the kind of incredible yeah. writing that wins competitions. And meanwhile, it only came, I don't know, like 16th or something? Oh, it was higher than that. It extremely... What is this? Sorry, I just pointed the gun at the guy. With the poise of a cowboy, you pull the piece from your pocket alliteration and put it where your friend can see it no point worrying about what to say 
No words are necessary. Upon realizing what it is he's staring down the barrel of, the young man begins shrieking hoarsely and fumbling around in his pockets. As soon as he's figured out where his wallet is, he throws it at his feet. And now he's off like a feral cat, down the street and out of sight. There's something shaking in your head. And if you Let's grab that wallet. Well, you press a key and then the thing happens. Oh, I love well, this let's technique. press the key. <laughs> it's shaking up and down so fast there must be someone operating a jackhammer in there. And deep in your throat, you detect that you're about to be sick. You can control yourself, though. You push it down for as long as you can hold your breath, which presently you realize you've been holding all this time since just before you reached in your pocket. And so instead of vomiting, you stand there and heave hot air in and out until you feel steady again. Apparently, this is what it feels like mugging somebody. Yeah, kind of unpleasant. Mm. I don't remember writing this. <laughs> well, we did it anyway. Let's grab the wallet. <laughs> Tell you what. Um, heck, there's only three bucks in here. Wait, no, three bucks in the quarter. Not even so much as a fake ID. Well, it's your three bucks in the quarter now. Your funds have increased by 325 in the top, uh, in the status bar, it's got the location and your funds. You have 912 right now because you had nice. money to start out with. That wasn't so bad, though. Nobody got hurt, and by tomorrow morning, he probably won't even remember. If anything, he'll have learned a valuable lesson about walking home alone. Anyway, he probably won't. He definitely won't. There's no way he would. He absolutely will not report anything to the police. That won't happen. Besides... It's not technically armed robbery if the gun's not loaded, right? I wouldn't try to push that one too hard. (laughs) Maybe if you mention while you're mugging it that the gun's not loaded. (laughs) Yeah, it's like reading someone their Miranda rights. (laughs) It makes the whole thing perfectly legal. So... Now that we've warmed up with the mugging, let's go east <laughs> and hold up Parkers. Okay. East let's go do a real crime! To the alley. The bricks in this alley are so old that at the middle of the road they have sunk a full, fo- foot, a full foot below their level, <laughs> below the level of their neighbors closer to the building walls. Walking across this uneven half-pipe of bricks is an unnerving and probably dangerous experience. The alley continues north, north, past a staple-encrusted utility pole, until the beams of the street lamps don't quite reach. West is the parking lot, and east is Paco's Tacos. Taped to the utility pole is a crumpled piece of paper, fluttering in the breeze. Let's read that paper. Okay. Read paper. In capital letters, courtesy of 24-point Times New Roman, this note explains that parking, blah, blah, customers only, blah, blah, owner's expense. It looks like something has been written on the back. <gasps> Let's read the thing on the back. Uh, read back. As your sticky fingers pick up and flip over the paper, your quick, keen eye quickly discerns that there is nothing written on the other side. However, removing the paper has revealed something painted on the utility pole. Ryan! What? This is, this is classic Vader. Uh, I, think, I think your idea of what's classic Vader is uh-huh. informed a lot by choices I made specifically for this game. Uh-huh. But we can get into that later. Yeah. No, I think I'm just going to decide what classic Vader is. Mm. As no. though you weren't even real, as though you weren't even a person. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Everyone knows yeah. the author is dead, so <laughs> Ryan no, doesn't get a say. Emily, did you not listen to the episode of this podcast where we said that the author is alive and he's the one talking? <laughs> well, uh, you so just let's... got killed again, I guess. No, I'm alive. Sorry. If you guys kill me, you won't be able to play this game. Okay. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. Okay. Although I believe, actually, we could just go on the internet and Google Taco Fiction, because it's very Googleable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's read the thing on the utility pole. Okay. Uh, uh, some kind of bird, apparently applied with a stencil and red spray paint on this metal plate bolted to the pole. The bird has a long neck and a long curving beak. Is it a stork? Do storks have curvy beaks? 
I want to say this alley with this, uh, the bricks that are so depressed in the middle by years and years of being driven over and mm-hmm. this utility pole with a bunch of staples in it and the metal plate on it for no reason are all real life details from basically the same place. Mm. And so, um, we were talking earlier about my crappy apartment games. And I think that one thing about taco fiction is it describes in fairly great detail, a real place and just shows you around stuff that I was just drawing from life precisely. So I don't think that I think that the uh, problem people have with my crappy apartment games, as I understand it is flawed because I think you can create a worthwhile game from just describing a place, a real place. Sure. I think it's just the prevalence of the exact same crappy apartment mm. in the and the and the fact that the implementation is not always you know okay like 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 if you are putting effort and detail into it then yeah I think the thing can be great I think people are just tired of uh because this is a very easy thing that you can do if you want to be very lazy and implement exactly the objects around you in minimal detail. Mm. Yeah. Okay. When I heard people complain about my crappy apartment games, they were never so specific in their complaints. So thank you for elucidating. Uh, Why don't we get back to the game? Yes. Yes. Let's. Should we go rob a taco place? Let's All rob right. a taco place. I'm going to go Yay! East. Okay, there's a lot of text. Outside Paco's Tacos. Here is the entrance to Paco's Tacos. Everyone's favorite place for a bite, as long as everything else is closed. The stretch of sidewalk here is covered by a striped awning for the masses to huddle under while waiting for a table at peak hours. The door to the north is framed by neon signs behind plate glass windows. Further east, there is some sort of ice cream place. Now is a good time to go over the plan before you pull the job. It'd be nice if you had everything written down as a reminder, but a note like that could end up being incriminating. So mentally, as you're standing here in front of the taco shop, remember, once you're inside, you're going to go north across the dining room to where the counter is. Then you're going to point the gun at the cashier and, without hesitating, Tell the cashier to open the cash register. When that's done, tell the cashier to take the money from the register and tell the cashier to give the money to you. But don't say to you, say to me. (laughs) Finally, while still pointing the gun at the cashier, walk backward to the entrance. Once you're back outside, you just have to get in your car and drive away. Nobody will get hurt. Nobody will recognize you. And best of all, nobody will get evicted. So that sounds easy enough. Yeah. Yeah. There's an interesting difference here between the experience of reading that on the screen and hearing it said over the internet. There's a different oh. joke happening. What? Explain to me what, what the you're talking about. The bit where you said it would be easier if you had this written down in front of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It's literally true at this moment. Yeah. But when you play it the part where yourself. We... I remember the part where we go north and then point the gun at the guy. Uh, in italics are go north, point gun at cashier, tell cashier to open cash register, tell cashier to give money to you, but don't say to you, say to me. And then walk <laughs> backward. Okay. Let's go north then. Do you go think you've north. got it, Jenny? Oh, maybe. I don't know. It's more complicated than sardines. (laughs) (laughs) Inside Paco's Tacos. The place is pretty much dead. The chairs aren't on the tables yet, but the place may as well be closed. The nearest sign of life is a tiny potted tree. At the north end, across the dining room, there's a counter attended by a cashier and sitting in a booth way over there. There are a couple of bikers. An oversized painting on the west wall arrests your attention. Now, the instructions to go north said once you're inside so uh, technically you haven't executed that go north command yet okay let's go north then 
Okay. Hey, those bikers aren't bikers. They're... And if you press a key, it says C. If you press another key, it says O. And you press <laughs> another key, it says P. And the final key, it says S. And you press another key, and it says... As you stagger backwards... Backward. I don't know why I said backward back then, because I say backwards. You collide with something large and doughy soft, which grunts in response and drops an envelope at your feet. It's cops. <laughs> Is that the doughy thing we collided with? No. Is that also a cop? I don't, you don't know what the doughy thing was yet. Okay. Let's examine the doughy thing, then. Uh... Did I implement this? You can't see any such thing. Mm. Yeah. Put Nutella on doughy thing. We didn't. We weren't recording earlier when we were I talking know. about Nutella. We should have been. Yeah. Emily, do they have Nutella in your country? Yes, we do have Nutella. Awesome. That's that's great. You guys are missing out on a lot of things, like seasons know, being well, in the right place. But there's... at least you have Nutella. <laughs> but if I so lived the... in, in America, my birthday would be in autumn, and who wants that? Ooh. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I can try to uh, X thing. You can't see okay. it. Yeah, nothing is going. It won't let you examine anything. X something. Mm. Oh yeah, something works. It's a mm. balding man. In an orange shirt and the crooked tie, the shape of his head reminds you of a peanut. There are sweat stains under his armpits, but that's understandable in this weather. He does not seem to be in a good mood. The man grunts again and stoops to pick up his envelope. Make sure and lock up my office when you leave, he barks at the cashier. Actually, this guy is supposed to sound like Richard Nixon, but I don't trust myself to do a Richard Nixon voice. Uh, the cashier merely mumbles in response, but his boss is already stomping his way out. Now you're in the location. Paco's Tacos counter. The cash register sits here on a long counter, accompanied by a great big tip jar and guarded by a bored-looking cashier. The menu is printed on a big chalkboard near the ceiling. Around the corner and to the north is a long hallway. Lots of adjectives. That must be where the big guy came from. Usually the adjective is big. A blonde cop and a mustachioed cop are enjoying their tacos in a booth near the counter. Oof. It's going to make it harder to rob this place. I know, right? Yeah. I don't know that the blonde and the mustachioed cop are the most um, dangerous-sounding cops, but still. (laughs) You haven't seen that mustache. Let's examine the mustache. mustache. Yeah, let's! Let's check it out. (laughs) It's one of those pointy numbers in the style of Gomez Adams, specifically Raul Julias Gomez, not John Astin's. It's the kind of mustache that only an extremely clean individual can pull off, and this guy pulls it off. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Well, we could uh, continue robbing this place with all these cops around. We could examine some more stuff, the painting in the tree. Uh, We could try to pilfer from the tip jar. We could um, potentially just buy a taco... That would decrease our available funds. Yeah. Maybe we should try checking out the back, see if we can sneak around where the doughy guy came from. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Paco, uh, as you shuffle toward the hallway, you cast a sideways glance at the cashier, expecting him to tell you to stay out of Paco's office. But he just continues staring, cat-like, straight in front of him. Paco's Taco's back office. Your fingers find the light switch, and the instant that your brain realizes there's someone sitting there in the darkness ready to bust a cap in you the second they get a good look at who's sneaking around in their office. But when you turn on the light, there's nobody there. (gasps) This place is a dump. The one nod to aesthetics is a framed portrait hanging on the wall that looks like it was painted in a hurry. Besides that, the desk, the plastic wardrobe, the wheeled upholstered chair from 1976, even the garbage can all look like they fell down a couple of flights of stairs each. Set into the wall behind the desk and looking extremely out of place in this atmosphere of squalor is an expensive-looking safe. Mm. What's in the garbage can? There's always something in the garbage can. I know what's in the garbage can. It's based on my real life. (laughs) Is it garbage? (laughs) 
That's an awful lot of submarine sandwich receipts. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote this in, I wrote that particular sentence in my uh, office when I was a grad student where I would go to Quiznos like basically every day. Oh man. Were you, did, were you actually eating a submarine sandwich while you were writing? Oh, possibly. I noticed that there aren't any submarine sandwich wrappers. Weird. I think Did you that, eat those? <laughs> I think that was it, in, um, a conscious choice because I didn't want to implement additional things. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe... Oh, I think there are like 250 things in this game. Wow. Uh, That's a lot of things. Yeah. And, uh, so, and like... That's with me trying to minimize uh, implementing extraneous objects, like the wrappers of the submarine sandwiches. Maybe to save time, the submarine sandwiches are just wrapped in over-large receipts. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't work, that doesn't work, because you pay for them after they wrap them. Uh, hmm. Nice try, (laughs) Jenjen. So what else is happening in this room? Uh, there's a, a portrait. Mm. There's a desk. Mm-hmm. A wardrobe. A chair. And a safe. All right, the safe. That's important. What do you think, Emily? Yeah, let's have a look at the safe. I don't know what our safe-cracking skills are like. Uh, Probably well... as good as our robbing a taco place <laughs> skills. <laughs> Well, robbing a taco place is charisma, and breaking a safe (laughs) is dexterity, so you might do a little better. A metal door at about eye level, about two feet wide and a foot tall. On the right end, there are four dials and a big handle. On the left end, there's the insignia of the manufacturer. Well, it's a well-known fact that everyone keeps their passwords in their desk, so let's have a look at the desk. (laughs) Uh, this thing has so many scratches and dents, you could almost mistake it for your car if your car had a few more fake peeling wood grain accents. There's nothing on top but a layer of dust. The desk has a top drawer and a bottom drawer, both currently closed. Wow, that's setting it apart from most desks in interactive fiction, which have one single drawer. Mm-hmm. My desk has four drawers. Which yeah, but that's a real desk. Wow, the desk I am sitting at right now that is not actually my desk has five. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you win. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <sighs> Should we look in the top one? Yep. Oh, okay. Look in top drawer. You can't see inside since the drawer is closed. Oh, oh, let's open it. <laughs> uh, as you, as it turns out, the top handle and the bottom handle are both connected to the same big drawer. As you pull it open, an empty bottle rolls around inside. A pink sticky note is stuck to the bottom. I wonder what the heck is on that sticky note. <laughs> is that you talking or is that the protagonist? That's me years later. <laughs> I'd like to say that I didn't remember that bit. I no? do remember other bits, but that was just <laughs> a text adventure logic guess. Sure. Uh, yeah, let's look at the sticky note. Okay. The uh, b- empty bottle is definitely from my life, too. Um, I had a Sprite bottle in my desk, the desk that this is based on, that uh, stayed in that drawer for like a year. Uh, wow. The note is pink, and the writing on it says WFPP, safe. 4523 Dave, exclamation point, laptop. All right. It's just a password. The guy writes a password on his on a sticky <laughs> yeah, note. Yeah, like you do. <laughs> it doesn't even hide it under another piece of paper. No. Maybe the bottle was on top of it originally. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, he could not have foreseen that the bottle would move when you yanked the yeah. drawer open. There's no way he would have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is terrible password security. Okay, should we open the safe? Okay. Yeah, let's give it a try. Open safe. You pull on the handle, but it doesn't bulge. All right, uh, budge. So there's a bunch of dials, 
And I forget how this works. There are four dials. I hate myself for writing this puzzle, actually. (laughs) Um, Like, these were supposed to... I picked the letters B, D, F, J, P, R, T, W, Z because Inform uses a bunch of other letters, like, internally... And whatever value I was assigning to letters, it was interfering with the insides of Inform. So if I wrote this today, and I wouldn't, it would have been different. And everything would have been different. And life could have turned out... What am I complaining about? I won a competition. (laughs) Uh, Currently, they spell out W-R-T-F. So I'm just going to turn second dial to F. Turns third dial to P. Authors, don't make your players do this. Turn fourth <laughs> dial to P. And now I'm going to open the safe. Hey! It worked. Woo! The handle Yay! turns. I, I know I stole the victory of typing that in for yourself from you. But <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I'll let you have that one. The safe door swings open. As it turns out, the safe is only a few inches deep. And the back wall is a complicated console made up of a bunch of buttons and screens. It looks like mission control at NASA. So where's the money? That's a good question. Hmm. Let's check out the screen. Hmm. Which do you mean the left screen or the right screen? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do the left one first because I speak English. The left screen is blank. (laughs) Okay, how about the right screen? The right screen is blank. Wow. Which of these two blank screens do you want to check out? Should we start pushing buttons at random? What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Um, It's probably a bad idea to start pushing things randomly. This setup looks expensive, and you can't even tell any of the buttons apart except for the big red one. It's my favorite kind of button. Let's push it. Yeah, let's push it! My friend Jenny has a car which she might sell me which has a big red button and I really want that button. (laughs) What does it do? I'm not sure. I think it might Ah. be the hazard lights. (laughs) Sounds like that's what it would be. But you don't know until you buy that car. That should be the, the button that makes your car explode nuclearly. Well, obviously, that's what I'm going Jenny, to tell that's people. that's not a word. <laughs> you have to glance again at the office door before you work up the nerve to push the button. Once you do, the console makes a couple of worrying clicking noises, but then it starts humming, and the two screens light up. The images are in grainy black and white, but you can mostly tell what's going on. On the left screen is one of those Egyptian statues of a guy with a wolf's head wearing a towel. Someone has placed it in front of a curtain. Meanwhile, on the right screen, a number of people in hooded cloaks are milling around a candlelit room. Mysterious. It's so mysterious. I did my best. Can we examine the people in cloaks? I think so. These screens are so small, you can't really make out any of the details of the throng of cloaked people. Someone in a hooded cloak walks up to the wolfhead statue on the left screen. On the right screen, you can discern that the cloaked people are moving around a huge table. It's impossible to tell how many people there are. There are dozens of candles in the room, and they cast all kinds of confusing shadows. Uh, this, I have to explain this because no one ever picks this up. The uh, images on the screen will continue to play out as you do other stuff. So if you feel like examining the rest of the room, you can do that okay. while still getting the thing. Nice. I thought it was nice. Yeah. Shall we check out the wardrobe then? Okay. I forgot there was a wardrobe in there. This looks like it was put together incorrectly. Or maybe it's supposed to be italicized. What a a joke. I'm in love with this joke that no one gets. The, (laughs) The wardrobe is faulty. Uh-huh. So it leans over to one side. Uh-huh. So it's italicized. Sure. Right? I and get it. The word supposed is in italics. 
and uh-huh. it's it's a uh, it's a mathematically perfect joke, but it's not especially funny. Huh. It's. It kind of so there's like the perfect psychological distance right between uh-huh. when, like when when your brain fuses the gap between two separate parts of a joke, and sometimes you get those jokes that just last like one and a half of those gaps. So mm. by the time you get it, it's like okay, I can appreciate this, but it's way too late for me to find it funny. Jenny, you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the statue on the left screen moves. It's an alive person wearing a creepy head, wolf head costume for some reason. The people in hoods on the right screen seem to be carrying items toward the table. What kind of items? I, I, it's not going to be able to examine It's not going to be yeah. able mm, Too far away. Yeah. That's too bad. Shall we open the wardrobe then? Let's. Sure. It's empty. Shouldn't there be at least some files or something in here? On the left yeah. screen, the wolf head guy raises his hand to the cloaked person like he's saying, Halt! For a moment, the crowd on the right screen parks, parts, and you can see a large section of the table. It would be funny if you implemented a, uh, a, a huge new uh, alternate section of this game where you go into Narnia. Yeah, that would be funny. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't do it either. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there? You want to examine a portrait? Sure. Okay. The painting, apparently from the same brush that created the piece out of the store entrance, depicts as austerely as possible the guy you ran into at the counter. Is this Paco then? He doesn't look like a Paco. He looks more like a chunk. The cloaked person on the left screen raises his own hand, or her own hand, back at the wolf guy. Are they going to high-five, or are they just comparing hands? <laughs> you can't see the cloaked guy's face. The items are being arranged on the huge table in a spiral pattern. Circles within circles. Around and around. Creepy. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else in the room worth looking at. I'm gonna look. Um, Desk, wardrobe chair oh let's check the chair oh wait um on the left screen the guy facing shirtless wolf head guy looks down to reach in his cloak and for the moment he faces the camera you can see he's wearing a spooky hawk's face mask the intricate pattern on the table on the right screen is obviously arranged around some central thing but you can't make out what it is oh we're gonna look at the chair a cacophony of mustard yellow right angles. And this was the chair I was sitting in while I wrote it, so good job. <laughs> um, the dude, or lady, in the cloak on the left screen pulls a mean-looking dagger out of the copious folds of his or her voluminous robe. The centerpiece of the table appears for an instant, glittering. Is it a diamond? Is it multiple diamonds? <laughs> <laughs> Let's... Hang about a bit and see what's going to happen with the dagger guy um, thing. Yeah. Time passes. On the left screen, the cloaked person points his dagger right at shirtless wolf head guy. One of the hooded people on the right screen raises her arms. Apparently she's yelling at everyone else because they all stop what they're doing and look at her. They can wait again. The wolf head guy nods his smooth, expressionless, incredibly eerie wolf head. The cloaked guy nods back. The leader of the cloaked people on the right screen gestures theatrically toward the table. As she turns, you can see she's wearing a mask with a long snout. I'm going to wait again. On the left screen, the wolf head guy steps out of the way, and the guy with the cloak walks in through the curtain and out of sight. On the right screen, the people are watching the snout-masked lady intently. Some of them start nodding. Anyway, again, shirtless wolf head guy steps back in front of the curtain and crosses his arms. As snout mask woman's gesticulations reach a crescendo, some other person, probably wearing a cloak, walks in front of the camera. The image on the right screen goes completely black. And if you wait again, standing perfectly still, 
with his arms crossed, the wolf-head guy is starting to look like a statue again. Whoever's standing in front of the camera for the right screen doesn't seem to have anywhere else to be. Man, I hate that. What What a person. <laughs> uh, do you think we've seen everything we need to see in here? Yeah. Uh, think about the cops and the tip jar again? Okay. <laughs> sure. So here we are at the counter. The cops and the tip jar... And uh, some other stuff are here. Okay. Oh, what is our plan? Uh, I guess trying to point the gun at the cops would probably be a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. We have a robbery to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are really harshing our buzz. Probably trying to rob the place with the cops here is a bad idea, too. Although maybe a slightly better idea. <laughs> I think maybe if they're intent on their tacos, we might be able to get away with robbing the tip jar. Well, should we try uh, taking it? Take tip jar. Take tip jar. Making off with the entire jar would be a little obvious, but you might be able to make off with some of the contents. Okay. Take money from tip jar? Money from tip jar. The cashier gapes at you. What are you doing? Nothing, you mutter, staring at your shoes. Well, I guess he noticed. He's watching you like a hawk. <laughs> like a cat. There isn't anyone much else to watch. I guess the cops aren't doing anything interesting. I would be, for, for whatever reason, I want to watch that mustache move up and down while the guy is masticating his taco. Um... That sounded way dirtier than I meant it. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can edit that part out. Uh you want you like what do you want me to type in? Uh, I don't I don't actually want to do that in the game. I just feel like in real life that's where my attention would be. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. 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 It's kind of a fascinating mustache. We didn't look at the blonde cop yet. Oh, let's look at the blonde cop. Blonde. It's blonde with an E, so you know it's a lady. Sad but true, it's always a little surprising to see a lady police officer's uniform. It's a lot more conservative than your experience at Halloween parties has led you to expect. (laughs) For an officer of the law, she's a pretty sloppy eater. It's hard to eat a taco neatly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just ate a taco tonight. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you eat it neatly? No, absolutely not, because it's impossible. (laughs) And you've had a lot of practice. I have. I've eaten a lot of tacos. Uh, I did my research. Every time I eat a taco, I think, what if I were invited to eat dinner with the queen? And we had tacos. (laughs) Like, does the queen ever eat tacos? And if so, how does she do it? Because you know she's not allowed to get, like, ground beef, you know, all down her front. I, I am going to... You know what? I don't think the queen has ever eaten a taco. We're talking about the Queen of England, right? Mm-hmm. Elizabeth II? Sure, yeah. Yeah. No way. Yeah. She knows what tacos look like. Sure, from television. But that's about as far as she gets. Yeah. I don't know how, how hard it is to even get a taco in England, now that I'm thinking about it. Hey. That's true. They don't have the climate for tortillas. They've got to be. <laughs> they could import them. Yeah, but they'd crumble apart. Or they'd, they'd uh, do what uh, humidity does to... I don't know. They'd turn I'm... into pudding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to talk to the cops? Sure. Okay, talk to cops. The two officers look up from their res- respective tacos as you approach. One, good evening, officers. Two, shouldn't you two be out cleaning up the streets? Three, I should probably get going. Four, point your gun at them. Hmm. Three is a little weird, given that we just started talking to them. Yep. And four sounds like a really bad idea. Yep. <laughs> so I vote either one or two. Well, split the tie, Emily. 
What were one and two again? I lost Good evening, of the officers. <laughs> Good evening, officers, and shouldn't you two be out cleaning up the streets? Let's tell them to clean up the streets. Okay. <laughs> shouldn't you two be out cleaning up the streets? The blonde cop gasps. Oh my gosh, you're right, she cries. <laughs> the mustache cop slaps his forehead. Ray, you let me forget. How could you let me forget? <laughs> we really need to get on that, Bob, right away. Right. Just as soon as we finish these tacos. Right. These cops are funny. These are funny cops. I'm going to write a sequel to Taco Fiction about the cops someday. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the options now are, do you guys know Paco? I have a crime to report. I should probably get going and point your gun at them. Should we report our mugging of the guy? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> I have a crime to report. <laughs> oh, man. Blonde cop smiles. Really? Lay it on me. Lay it on us. Um, the uh, options you have are, do you guys know Paco? I have a crime to report. I think there's a car parked illegally outside. I should probably get going and point your gun at them. Uh, so we can't tell them about our mugging. That was probably a good not. idea. Do we turn them on the car, see if that gets them to leave? Yeah, go ahead. Let's try okay. it. I think there's a car parked illegally outside. What? Seriously? Officer Ray asks, <laughs> as if the sin of illegal parking could possibly be interpreted as a joke. What do you want us to do about it? We're not the towing company. We enforce the law, not people's made-up parking rules. That's a bold position, Officer Ray. Um, do you guys know Paco? Uh, do I have a crime to report. I should probably get going. Point your gun at them. Do you guys know Paco? After a couple of a couple seconds of blank stares, the officers seem to come to the same realization simultaneously. And in near unison, they cry, Oh yeah, Paco! Officer Ray rolls her eyes. Of course we know Paco. Uh, now you have a new option. What kind of guy is Paco? What kind sure. of guy is he? Okay. <laughs> yeah! He's a beacon of integrity in this community, offers Officer Ray. We should know we're his best customers, adds Officer Bob. Yeah, we're such good customers, we should be eating for free. Officer Bob gapes at Officer Ray. Are you saying you've been paying money for these? Oh man, that's going to lead to a cop schism. <laughs> uh, now the options are just a crime to report. I should get going and point your gun. Do we try pointing our gun at them? You can. We've got undo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's point our gun at him, then. It seems to take an awful long time to get your gun out of your pocket, but once you succeed, a number of things happen in quick succession. All of a sudden, you're lying on your side on the floor, and people are yelling at you, and then you're in the backseat of a car, and then you're somewhere else, and some other people are yelling, and the moral of this particular story is... <laughs> Aggravated assault upon a law enforcement officer is a felony offense carrying a minimum sentence of three years. At least you don't have to pay rent in prison. Would you like to restart, restore, quit, or undo? Let's undo. Okay. We never even touched the police. All we yeah. did was show them a gun that wasn't, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even loaded. loaded. Yeah, three years for that. That's ridiculous. The American justice system is ridiculous. <laughs> Did you actually check the minimum number of years and get the right felony I'm pretty name? sure I did. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, you have to make something up and it won't sound real. If it's, it's, it's all based on real things, except the cops are actually completely fictional. Mm. No, the cops are based on Bob and Ray, the famous radio comedians. Uh... Bob Elliott, Ray Golding. Well, all right. Yeah. They're they're both men, but Officer Ray, the character, is a woman. Sure, gender equality. I like it. Well, should we explore outside a bit and see if we can find a better crime to report? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. You're outside. There is east and there is west. There's an ice cream place. Where do you want to go, east or west? Uh, let's keep going east. Outside, get your licks. I want to thank... Toby Fox for coming up with the I said I need the name for an ice cream place he said get your licks wow like just immediately wow I said I need the name for a pizza place la pizza because he's a genius did he do uh, Paco's not, tacos too 
No, Paco's Tacos was, I think, mine from, like, years before I wrote this. Just been in my brain, waiting. Uh, from this end of the street, you can also almost see the respectable part of town, way over to the east. The name of this establishment, according to the vinyl banner in the window, is Get Your Licks. The sign in the door set to the north says it's open, but in spite of the heat, you can see no customers inside. Well, let's go in and have a look. Maybe they know of a crime. <laughs> Uh, Maybe we can blissfully... cause a crime. <laughs> yeah, ice crime. Blissfully, you step into the open arms of air conditioning. Is this really just an ice cream place? It looks more like a mountain cottage with lace <laughs> curtains in the windows and a low table with a built-in checkerboard next to the little fake fireplace. The walls are done up with floral wallpaper and littered with newspaper clippings. You'd probably take it for a coffee shop if the counter didn't include a big glass window displaying numerous tubs of ice ice cream. A number of cheap wire coat hangers hang from a hastily installed coat rack. Uh, a dark-haired cashier sits behind the counter. Let's talk to her. Talk to her. How can I help you? Here are your options. How are you this evening? What kinds of ice cream do you have? I should get going. <laughs> Point your gun at her. <laughs> I never tried this when I played it, so let's point our gun at her. Okay. You pull the gun from your pocket with a great deal of hesitation, but it gets there eventually. When she sees it, she doesn't scream or jump back in fear. She leans forward with her elbows on the counter and her hands on her forehead. You can't see her eyes. Now your options are, open the register, please. Oh, geez, I'm sorry. And I should get going. <laughs> Jenny, do you want to keep mugging her or should we stop here? <laughs> well, let's see. We're beyond we're beyond the reach of undo if we keep going, which I feel re I really like this character and I feel bad about mugging her, but I'm also really curious to see what happens. We could let's undo we could undo and save and, save. and then mug her. I yeah. think you can I think you can undo you can undo four Five times. Okay. Now I'm inside Paco's Tacos again. So. Whoa. Well, alright. <laughs> so I pointed the gun at her. What okay. do you want to do? Well, let's keep mugging her for a turn or two. Uh, open the register, please. She pulls the drawer open without looking up and puts her hand back in front of her face. When you peer in the drawer, you don't see any cash or even loose coins. Just four rolls of change. You must be her first customer. Oh. Now your options are... Well, hand me those rolls of change, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and oh you you know what never mind <laughs> and I, feel, I should get going i feel really bad now <laughs> i feel terrible should we, should we let's say it? never mind then well, let's say never mind you put the gun away she slams her register set and holds her hand in her hand, her head in her hands for a second. Then she looks up to you. Her expression triggers a deeply entrenched reflex, and you whimper, "I'm sorry." Now your options are: What kinds of ice cream do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. This is a good game. Two. What's wrong? And I should get going. Let's ask her what's wrong. Yeah. She breathes in so deeply that you find yourself inhaling along with her like you're in a yoga class or something. Then she sighs a massive sigh, a lingering sigh. Only after she is done sighing do you allow yourself to exhale. I only opened this place a few weeks ago. My parents loaned me a lot of money to get it started, but I kept insisting that I wanted the business to be separate from the dairy farm. I learned a lot about business from them. I wanted to be independent. They were worried about this neighborhood, too, but I said it was the best place. I said an ice cream store couldn't fail in the middle of summer, right? But I've had almost no customers. People mostly come in and look around like they're going to buy the place out from under me, and then they tell me, oh, this is a tough town for a new business. You're a very brave girl. She stares out the window. Then uh, you hit a key. And those cops, they just stop by to see how I'm doing. They look all up and down the walls, they look under the seats, and then they ask if the building inspector has been around. There's nothing wrong with this building, and I think people are spreading rumors. 
Someone's heard that someone heard there's E. coli in my ice cream. There's not. I don't have a stupid dripping soft serve dispenser hanging in the air to collect germs. She sighs again. Sorry, let's talk about something else. I feel like maybe we should buy some ice cream. <laughs> uh, your your options now are: Would you mind my asking? Dot dot dot. You want to hear something weird? Question mark. What kind of ice creams do you have? What kind of ice creams? What kinds of ice cream do you have? Question mark. And I should get going. Would she mind our asking what? Mmm. It's incredible. <laughs> we'll find out. Oh boy. Not at all, says the dark-haired cashier without even knowing what you're going to ask. You can try this option again later <gasps> to refresh the things to ask about. Oh my gosh. Um, what's your name is the only new option now. Okay. It's uh, Tiana. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's even less of a real word than Tiana. Shut up. <laughs> Do you want to ask her her name and yes. we can all find out together? Yes, let's. It's Zuleika. Pleased to meet you. Zuleika is a real name. Sure it is. It's a Middle Eastern kind of name. Mm-hmm. She's Egyptian. Okay. That doesn't really come out in the story, but she's Egyptian. The daughter of Egyptian immigrant dairy farmers. Sure. Or no, maybe third generation. I don't know. Huh. I didn't plan out that far. <laughs> Heck, her family tree could go back generations in America. Yeah. Yeah? Um, what kind of ice cream do you have? You want to hear something weird? I don't know if you have any something weird options. Let me check. Yeah, nope. I mean, we did see all the screen stuff, but I don't know if that triggered any... Apparently not. Yeah. That option just doesn't add anything. Shall we find out what kind of ice cream she has? Okay. Well, take a look. We've got chocolate, vanilla, mint, key lime, strawberry, and salted caramel. Do you mm. want to taste something first? I would actually love to taste something, is one option. I know what kind of ice cream I want, is another option. And uh, those are the main options at this point. I kind of want to taste some ice cream. All right. What do you want to taste? Vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, key lime, mint, salted caramel. Salted caramel. Okay. Um, oh, please do. Uh, you ask if you can taste the salted caramel. She says, oh, please do. I just put it together and I really want to know what you think of it. She picks at the stuff with her tiny spoon and produces a sample for your adjudication. You are you put it in your mouth. You are unable to conceal your reaction. She frowns. Too much salt, huh? Oh, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. You know, I have um, some salted caramel gelato in my freezer right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I'm really gr- glad that the description was uh, not as enticing as it could have been. Oh, right. Because that would have made it a lot harder to sit here... And record this mm. podcast instead of going downstairs and getting the gelato. I'll let Emily make some ice cream decisions. Uh, let's taste the mint. I like mint ice cream. I do too. Uh, can I taste the mint? I would be happy to let you do that, she stumbles. <laughs> <laughs> She scoops up a tiny spoonful and offers it to you. Your eyebrows raise and your nostrils flare. I have a... We don't have time to, like, taste all this ice cream. Mm -hmm. But I have a weird obsession with writing um, about food in text adventures. Mm. And letting you taste it. Like, the difference between tasting and eating really appeals to me for some reason. But, uh... The the main thing is taste like the taste of something is basically impossible to describe. Yeah. And so I, I always have to I always end up describing it in terms of like what happens to your body after you taste it or uh-huh. what you're thinking about while you're eating it. And um uh yeah. <laughs> Did you ever watch the anime Yakitate Japan? No. That is, so it's an anime series about bakers. It's like kind of structured like a combat anime, except instead of doing any combat, people are having these high stakes bake-offs. Yeah? Yeah. And the way that you know the power level of a baked good is by the reaction of the judge who eats it. Mm-hmm. And it's this this crazy over-the-top reaction that 
a lot of the time um, involves a mass hallucination and then a pun that only makes sense in Japanese. I think I, think, I would like this a lot. I think you would like this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, right now, if you want to, like, buy an ice cream, you could do that. But other than that, there's nothing really going on in this conversation tree. Although sure. there is more to do in the Get Your Licks building. Yeah. Um, let's buy a kind of ice cream. What do you want? Yeah. Should we get the mint? Okay, let's get the mint. I would like a scoop of mint. Great choice. It's my favorite. Zuleika says that because it's my favorite. She rolls up a scoop of the pale green stuff and puts it in a cone, which she gives to you. That'll be two dollars, please. We'd better give her some money, I guess. Yeah. We can pay for it with the money we stole from that guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. And still up a dollar. Um, I'm going to try pay Zuleika... And see if that works. Okay. And if not, we can just give it to her. You hand $2 to Zuleika and she grins. Cool. Thanks so much. Uh, people complained about not being able to figure out how to pay the woman. Oh. But, but pay totally uh, works? Yeah. So those people have problems. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I find that people who complain about my games usually have problems. And I'm usually, you know, I implemented <laughs> everything perfectly. <laughs> Uh, Let's eat the ice cream. Oh, right. Yeah. Eat. Wait, I want to check to make sure, because I probably have taste and eat separate, mm. so I'm going to try taste first. You give it a lick. Your eyebrows raise and your nostrils flare. That's what it said before. Okay, yeah. eat ice cream. I was wondering if you'd actually implemented like two different taste texts for the sampling and then the tasting of the purchased ice cream, and I was going to be like, that? That is if, crazy. If it were today, I absolutely would have done that. Yeah. Although if it's if it were tomorrow, who knows? As you look around and around with increasing vigor, you realize that this is actual mint. Mint is a plant. Yeah. It comes in bright, crisp leaves with edges like someone cut them out with pinking shears. You can feel <laughs> the serration, and the sensation wakes you up. Whoa. My dad I completely went... wrote that. <laughs> my dad went through a stage of being very obsessed with growing herbs and mm. he accidentally let the peppermint grow wild so we oh, went wow. through a stage of having I don't know, maybe six by three metres plot that was just wild peppermint growing wow, <laughs> that sounds great we drank a I'm lot on... of peppermint tea for a while <laughs> My mom had mint in her garden for a while, and that was how I learned that you identify them by their square stems. Mm. That's how you know mm. a mint. I had to explain to somebody what the difference between, like, spearmint and wintergreen is, because <laughs> he thought it was just the the mint, like, the flavor people making up different <laughs> words for mint. <laughs> like, no, they're, they're plants. It's a different kind of plant. Yeah, I think that's a good place to stop. See, it turns out this is a really long game, and it took us a really long time to play it, and I don't want to release a three-hour podcast, and since I'm the guy in charge of editing it, I don't have to. So we're going to release the other half sometime in the future. In the meantime, you can play Taco Fiction yourself and find out what happens. I think you can Google Taco Fiction, and it'll show up. Uh, otherwise, if you just want to hear us play it, then we'll let you know when the other episode is up on social media. Or if you're subscribed on iTunes, then it'll just appear in front of you. Uh, yeah. See you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>